We're going to have Royce O'Neill as our post-game guest. And joining us on the headset. I don't know what I'm asking, Royce. I just wanted to give him recognition. How are you, Royce O'Neill? I'm good. How are you doing? So I actually just said I don't really know what I have to ask you, but I just thought you were outstanding tonight, so we requested to have you on the show. I thought that was as good and as versatile a defensive game as you've ever played. What did it feel like for you? I mean, it felt good. Like, uh, you know, we had, you know, this is a big game for us. You know, he's coming in. Uh, we knew these teams was, uh, was going to play hard, uh, play with a lot of energy, so we had to match that. And then, you know, myself, just being competitive, bringing that energy, and then taking on the challenge. What were you trying to do when you're guarding Giannis? Uh, just make things tough for him. I mean, he's a good player. Make things tough for him. Make him take tough shots. You know, try to get the ball out of his hand as much as I can. Quinn mentioned this last year, and I'm curious about this. He said you got to understand that Royce is in his second year as being a knockdown defensive guy, right? Yeah. Instead of being a number one. And you learn each year. What are you learning each year you have this role? Uh, I mean, just get better each year. You know, uh, you know, uh, the game is going to come to me. You know, I'm, you know, I got to do whatever I got to do for this team to win. Uh, you know, space, try to knock down open shots, you know, play defense, bring in energy, try to be a leader for these guys. What allows you to stay in that role and be comfortable with it? Uh, just myself and you know everybody giving me the confidence you know players and coaches uh, and then coach you know believing in me and then you know leaving me out there you know and then me just taking credit and you know trusting the work that I did all you know all these years well we told everybody they wanted to be smart when they went to the office tomorrow they should talk about Royce O'Neal's <laughs> performance tonight we thought you were absolutely fabulous thanks for joining us I appreciate y'all Royce O'Neal with us 107.95 Giannis goes 10 of 20 Maybe the most important number, though, is two free throws and, frankly, only 20 shot attempts without Chris Middleton, without Drew Holiday, without Brooke Lopez. If Giannis is not a ball hog in any way, shape, or form, the only nine two-point shots also would be the other one. That tells you he wasn't getting in transition. He wasn't getting the rim the same way. To me, I, I don't think Giannis ever comes into a night and says, I'm going to shoot 34 times. But if there had been 34 shots available tonight, he was taking 34 shots. He definitely would have, but... Boy, you have to be impressed with not putting him on the free throw line right. all, all night long. And, 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 you know, only two free throws, seven rebounds. He, he played 35 minutes. It didn't seem like he played that many, but, you know, because they were bringing him in and out, trying to keep him as fresh as, as possible. I, I wonder about that knee, though, you know. It's um, a good point. But what a player. He's definitely a great player. And Royce O'Neal did a great job of, of just trying to make it hard for him. Right. And I think that's what the coaches have asked, asked of him. Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, join us now. Tim, are you talking about Royce O'Neal at the office tomorrow? I'm definitely talking about the, the contribution that Royce made, uh, and I thought Eric Paschal, too, when he was tasked with guarding Giannis. I, they made life difficult for Giannis. I, I made that comment on Twitter, and, and you know, of co- course, quickly, somebody, ah, he has 22 points, he's going for 30. Well, he averages 27. And most nights he's going to get there, but it was the way the Jazz guarded him. Uh, Ron, you said it, two free throws. He's usually getting 10 a night. Uh, So that's a huge part of his uh, repertoire that the Jazz kind of took away. It's it's so hard, you know, when teams are undermanned uh, to blow a team off off, off the floor. And, and, And I'm sure that's what a lot of our fans are thinking, that, you know, they have so many guys out, so many key guys out, and that, it's just they should win this ball game. They should blow them off the floor, you know that kind of thing. But it it just doesn't happen that way. But good enough for the Jazz, they were able to um, you know, put that little fire out, that little run that the the Bucks had, and win the ball game. I had not noticed that uh, only two free throws stat until you pointed it out, Booner. That's amazing to keep Giannis off the line only to two free throws. That's terrific. Yeah, and and those free throws guys came what in that second quarter. Ended up with 15 points there at the half, but more importantly, what did he have? Two three-point field goals there in the second half. And the Bucks only shot six total, Booner. That's that's pretty amazing. Guard without fouling. It's a big thing. Did you guys notice how many threes were taken tonight? Let's see. We could do the math. Don't do math on the air. But uh, what? Uh, 70. 78. 78. Short of what? Too short of. 80. Of 80. Yeah. Too short that's what I thought. Of 80. So you're testing my, my ability to add and subtract, which Somebody I appreciate. Said no, I'm just making sure David knew Somebody that, that we shot under 83.3. Who said there would be 80? 
He did. Okay. Well, we're close. No, he said over 80. I said 80, and I took three to one odds that there'd be 80. I was confident. So you're buying dinner. Um, Free golf. (laughs) You You always get free golf. (laughs) No, I'm talking about You're Ron Boone. Close, though. 78. Sorry, David. Hey, someone had to lose tonight. There you go. Uh, You guys, thank you very much. Great call as usual. Thank you. Coming back. See you back Jake here Scott, on Tuesday. Tim Lacombe. I don't know who's out. Am I throwing? You throwing? Go Who's ahead, throwing? David. You're on it. I don't know. On a KSL broadcast, am I supposed to throw? Sure, why not? How's it supposed to work? Make Just magic no look happen. It. No look it. Do it on. On 97.5 and 1280 The Zone tomorrow morning, catch DJ and PK on 1160 and 1027. Tomorrow morning, catch the morning drive show, whatever you want, on either of our flagship stations. Coming up, more Jake Scott and more Tim Lacombe on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone as the Jazz win at 107.95 on behalf of Ron Boone on Glenn, as well as, uh uh-oh, I forgot, Jay, Jeffrey, Kristen, and Light Leaf all working on the broadcast tonight. I'm David Locke, Jazz win at 107.95. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz back to their winning ways. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, 107 95. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you here on the Jazz Radio Network. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas throughout the season. Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey. Tickets to see a jazz game in a suite, go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Coach, jazz back to their winning way. Some really clutch play down the stretch uh, by Donovan Mitchell, and they were able to hold on and get a win, uh, given that the, the Bucks were shorthanded, a win they probably should have gotten. Yeah, we, we talked about them you know, being favored and, and certainly a game they should win, but really nice to come off uh, you know, a road trip, a back-to-back after uh, losing last night disappointingly to Chicago, come out and have uh, enough in the tank. Really love the way the Jazz played, um, played together, moved the ball, and like you said, Donovan really closed the game out. Um, we've seen that a bunch in the fourth quarter, but a couple of really key drives, baskets, uh, a pull-up three, and, and Donovan just really had everything the Jazz needed down the stretch. Donovan had a bit of a drought there in the middle of the game where he was having trouble scoring, but honestly, he had a he had a great night. 10 of 18 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 4 of 5 from the line, 28 points, 4 boards and a couple of assists, a couple of steals as well. Really a nice night for Donovan. And it's, you know, it's it's a challenge to figure out how to be really assertive, really aggressive, but at the same time let the game come to you. And you know, Donovan's done a great job with that push and pull. Um, last night, the team probably got a little bit out of rhythm and everybody got sped up a touch. But it, So it was nice to see everybody kind of calm down and do their job. And, uh, and Donovan, being the closer that you know he, he, he is for this team, plays a really important role. But it was nice to see him play well, make shots throughout the game. Uh, Giannis led the way for the Bucks. He had 25 points on 10 of 20 shooting, seven boards, six assists. Uh, but we were talking to Booner about it. Only took two free throws, and the Bucks only took six free throws as a team. That's a very successful night defensively for the Jazz if their goal is to guard without fouling. Yeah, and I can't think in the, the three years that I've done this, seeing a box score with an NBA team at the end of the game with six free throws. That's amazing. So, um, you know, may, may, may have happened, but um, that was the huge key tonight we talked about. That was a big part in guarding Giannis. When you figure he averages 10 free throws a game, the fact you only give him two, certainly making him play in areas that he's not as accustomed to, making him make tougher shots. Um, you know, they baited in, into a couple threes in tough times. So I really like, and again, Giannis scored his points, but the Jazz made him work, and he didn't get them typical, you know, in typical spots that he typically gets them in. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Tuesday night. The Kings will be in town here at Vivint Arena. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have uh, coach and player sound for you, as well as uh, more analysis and reaction coming up straight ahead. Jazz win tonight, 107-95 here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! 
clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz back to winning, 107.95. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks to move to 5-1 and one on the season. Jazz shot 46.7% from the field tonight, 32.4% from 3, 12 of 37. They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 28 points. Mike Conley, 20 points as he looked fresh tonight uh, for the most part, coach, after a night off. Bogdanovich had 14. Clarkson with 15 coming in off the bench. And uh, the Jazz uh, pull out a win against the shorthanded Bucks team. So the play of the night for me, uh, Jordan Clarkson's, uh, you know, involved in a, a loose ball that goes into the backcourt. Uh, both guys dive for it. I don't remember who was diving with him, but. Jordan ends up with the ball, rolls over the top of the defender, and goes and lays it in. Just an stands up and goes stands in, up yep. and goes and lays it in. Just an absolutely great hustle play. But it kind of personifies Jordan's attitude tonight. I thought he was really, really good coming off last night where he had difficult time making shots. And the interesting piece is Jordan Clarkson, uh, you know, has made a three in ninety nine consecutive, consecutive games. games, and tonight. He does not make a three. Fourth longest streak in NBA history. And, you know, it's so he's in a little bit of a shooting slump because he got good looks tonight. But my favorite thing is he found other ways to help the team. And some some of his drives late, getting to the rim and finishing, uh, and then that hustle play I spoke of, just uh, those things kind of stand out about Jordan's game tonight. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I retweeted our friend Tyson Ewing's tweet mentioning the streak coming to an end. And I got a response from Ryan on Twitter who says, but tonight is why we love him. Couldn't throw it in the ocean, but was determined to affect the game. And he did. So Ryan, before you even say that was agreeing, uh, before you even said that was agreeing with you. Coach. Well, that, and you know, but that's what I love about this team is there are a bunch of guys who have real specific strengths, but they're not, um, they're not pigeonholed there. You know, guys are constantly trying to expand and improve and get better. And that's certainly an area, you know, Jordan impacts the game so much offensively, but love seeing him make that hustle play. It just uh, worms an old coach's heart. Jordan with 15 tonight, uh, had a couple of steals. So as you mentioned there, a couple of rebounds, six of 17 from the field and 0 of seven uh, from three. But Jordan certainly had an impact on the game. There's no doubt about it. I agree with you. Uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, let's get some post-game sound going, Coach Lacombe. Let's go back to Milwaukee and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Yeah, yeah I think we're, we're going to see different teams play us different ways. And they were obviously, you know, really aggressive in the pick and roll, um, blitzing us and trapping us. Um, you know, I thought we, you know, we really tried to move the ball. And, and you know, there was opportunities late where I thought Donovan was terrific attacking the rim. Um, you know, and challenging. So, um, I think we, as a group, we, you could, you could feel us, you know, being more aware of that. Was this the, the best um, balance for Donovan between, you know, running the team, getting everybody involved, and then kind of taking over? Um, I think every game's different. You know, I, I think it's, it's sometimes you want balance, sometimes you don't. You just kind of take what the defense. Provides you, and I think that's what you saw at the end of the game. Where, you know, he had a couple of situations where he was able to get by and get to the rim. You know, that's what you know, we want him to be opportunistic. How do you think Milwaukee's fit in two of their main guys tonight? But it, it felt like the defense was pretty efficient tonight in terms of slowing them down. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, from a position standpoint, you know, we executed some of the things we want to do, obviously, you know. Not having Middleton or Drew out there is different, but um, kept him off the foul line. I thought that was really a big, big thing. What do you say to um, obviously? I know you're not going to make too big a deal out of a couple of rough shooting games from JC, but is there anything that you tell him after two games in a row? The ball not tell him the same thing I told Boyan last year after 
know, I, I don't think we're, we're not, we haven't shot it well as a team. So um, you can't go in if you don't shoot. So I think as long as we're taking good ones, and, you know, I thought, you know, Joe's walk up three was a big shot. So I just wanted to main, maintain your confidence and you got guys that are good shooters and, you know, you guys know th things even out over time. Was this the first time that you saw an aggressive blitz for, for about 48 minutes? Or from you, someone that's six seven and really athletic and able to execute it that way. Right? Yeah, I mean yeah. he just did that that he that's you know, that's strength of his with his activity and his athleticism. So, you know, I thought there were times when it surprised us a little bit. And um part of it is making sure we have receivers, you know, to be able to pass out of it when it does happen. Because you you've drawn two and then but as I said, you know, that that's when you know, when you have Giannis um, you know, on the back line, he's capable of covering so much ground. You know, someone looks open, and oftentimes those are longer passes as well. Andy Larson on Zoom. Yeah, Quinn, Jordan made three kind of critical defensive plays in middle, late fourth quarter there, and I'm curious kind of what you saw from those plays in particular and then obviously kind of his attention to detail on the defensive end. I mean, I'm, I feel like I've been saying it for a long time about his 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 care factor and his will, and he's got a lot of pride, and you know he wants to win, and I think he wants to win. He can really score, but he wants to win more than he wants to score. Um, and you know, there, there is a competitiveness that sometimes if things, you know, if you're not making shots, you know, we always say, you know, figure out a way, other, other way to impact the game. And that's, that's exactly what he did. And those were, those were big plays. He wants to win more than he wants to score. Interesting words right there from uh, coach Quinn Snyder, coach Lacombe. And, you know, I think that's right. When you're talking about somebody like Jordan Clarkson, there's a, you know, it's one of the things when you're watching players and you're, you know, in, in my case, recruiting players and, and then obviously scouting in the NBA and watching guys across the league. But that care factor, you know, it's it's something that you really have to do some investigation because guys can put on a good front like they really care and they really want to win. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind that uh, that's been one of the more enlightening things about Jordan Clarkson to me, because I thought. Uh, from past experience that the guy was maybe just a, a guy who was out there to try to get his and, and kind of quote-unquote a chucker. Um, but you can see that uh, that's certainly not the case. Uh, the Jazz, the organization as a whole, has done a great job at bringing guys in that can, um, you know, function here, do really well, and that want to win above all else. And uh, I think that's what Jordan Clarkson showed tonight. He, he wasn't shooting the ball well. And his, his calling card has been three-point shots. He didn't make one but he still found ways to help the Jazz win tonight. So this is not a Jazz question. This is more just picking coach's brain here. But when, when you're recruiting players or scouting players, how hard is it to gauge the care factor? How hard is that? To, I mean, you could call it other things, you know, like a measure heart and those sorts of things. But how, how hard is that to determine at a player you're trying to project? It's really hard. There's no tool for it. Uh, you know, there's no stat for it. There's, you, you can watch about, you know, how a guy handles things on and off the floor. You certainly see trail the success that they have, but you have to talk to people. There's a lot of intel, and you have to do your job. You have to um, really dig in, and it, it's one of the harder things. I'll I'll be honest. You you can always walk into a gym and say, "Man, that guy looks like a player," um, but can that player function within the context of a system yeah. and help your team be successful and be okay? You know, if they're not allowed to do everything that they're really good at, only some things. Uh, some of the time, and and that's the real trick. Yeah, it's probably easy to spot the, you know, six seven guy that can jump out of the gym. I mean, like, hey, that guy looks pretty good. It's probably more difficult to spot the guy that's got the intangibles and the care factor in the heart and all that stuff. And that's you know that's the stuff. Those guys are the ones that really on a daily ba basis lay out culture. You know, the coach is preaching it. Um, we've talked about buy-in, and it's got to certainly be at the level of the stars. But those guys who are helpers and are coming off the bench and have a, a different role that you've got to have guys that really care and want to win. That's got to be the key to getting somebody to buy into their role. Care factor has got to help. Right? Uh, yeah, it's got to be there. And, and again, that's a really hard thing to gauge, but certainly we can see that there's a lot of that on the jazz team. 
Jazz win tonight, 107 to 95 over the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get you some player sound coming up right around the corner. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, 107 to 95 is your final. The Jazz beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Let's get a look at your Master of the Glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred Autoglass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Autoglass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, as usual, Rudy Gobert, 13 rebounds tonight. Although Hassan Whiteside did have nine coming in off the bench, Coach. And as you pointed out, the Jazz, uh, or you pointed out on Twitter, the Jazz had 10 block shots tonight. 10. Ten double figures. Rudy the four, and Royce with two, and Hassan with two, and then I think uh, Jared Butler certainly had his yeah. his block. And Joe somehow found and a Joe, block. Joe got a block. Is that the first of his career? That has to be a mistake. <laughs> is, that, is that a typo on the it box? It was a deflection. <laughs> that can't be right. Go back and look at the film. Ten blocks though, that's that's remarkable. Jazz were the Jazz felt more active tonight, certainly, than they did against the Bulls. Yeah, you could tell that they they kind of shook the cobwebs out. Uh, last night we talked about it. it. Was it was just a it was a poor performance. There's no other way to say it. They knew it. They talked about it afterwards. Um, and tonight getting Conley back, having a little bit of the advantage player wise. Uh, everything kind of clicked for the Jazz tonight. Felt like the Jazz moved the ball better tonight, but the assist number really wasn't very good. 13 assists on 35 made buckets. And again, that's not a real accurate gauge about how much the ball moved, but that that was kind of a surprising low number because I I felt like they were creating for each other a little bit more than that would indicate. Yeah, it felt like that too. But um, I'll go with the way it, you know, last night there there was just a major differentiation between how they typically play. And tonight seemed way more like the Jazz. And uh, sometimes that number's just a little bit, you know, if somebody doesn't make a wide-open shot on a kickout, then that number doesn't get credit. All right, let's send things back to Milwaukee. Let's uh, hear from Donovan Mitchell. Was this the, uh, the best offensive game of the year for you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I still have four turnovers, though. Um, I think the biggest thing, not just for myself, um, we really executed when we needed to. You look at the way tonight went, you look at the way last night went, um, two polar opposite situations. You know, I think there were times where Chicago really amped up the pressure and we weren't ready for it. You know, you get into a game like tonight, you know, we were ready for it. We played through it. You know, they're they're NBA champions. They're not going to just go out, you know, down 15 and just call it a day. They're going to continue to fight, especially since they lost last night as well. Um, and the biggest thing is we we competed, you know, on both ends of the floor. We did a lot of things that weren't necessarily our schemes, but it was just hustle plays, extra effort, JC getting steals. Um, like that that stuff right there is what takes us to that next level. And being able to do it in crunch time, I think it's huge. How do you kind of – you talk about you, did, you guys did a lot of the stuff that wasn't necessarily scheme. How do you kind of find that balance that we- Run the system, and then those moments where you're just, you know, you're seeing a matchup you like ISO and going to the right. I think it's just really feeling the game, you know, feeling. And I think, you know, you look at the one I'm thinking of the, the steal JC had on you. I was like understanding, you know, they want to get the balls, obviously, you know, being able to be there, be ready, you know, for myself. Being able to play called, you know, have a mismatch that a matchup I like, you know, being able to attack, not necessarily just to score, but just to go out there and, and create, you know, and I'm saying like I get in the paint. Hit Royce, he hits JC, although he misses. You know, it's a good look. Same thing with Boyan, same thing with Mike. Um, but then I'll see myself getting downhill too. So understanding you just gotta feel it out, you know, and that goes with trusting each other. Um, because you know, if there's no trust, like when I turn the ball over off my foot and then I threw a bad pass, whatever, I forgot what it was. Like that could easily be where we kind of just 
know, where their flex will be able to lock in even more as a group. After that, on both ends of the floor, I think just shows the, the confidence we have in each other. When you look at um, the balance that, that you have between um, running the team and, and looking for your own, I thought last night you didn't strike that balance. Mm -hmm. And tonight you did strike that balance. What was the difference for you? Right, Connor. <laughs> uh, like that, that's a big piece, you know, but there are times like even last year when Mike was out, you know, I was able to do that. And it's just finding my rhythm, you know, just, just you know, see, but I haven't really shot the ball well or played well offensively. So just being able to find my rhythm as well as being able to lead the team and play through different things, and you know, but being able to have Mike, you know, kind of get off it and be able to have him orchestrate or be able to do run certain plays where I get break for a second and then come back in in time to attack, I think is huge. Um, but that that's that's really a, a big piece, and also just slowing down myself. You know, I don't I don't know how many turnovers I'm averaging, but I'm trying to do a little bit too much. You know, not necessarily in a, a negative way, just trying to you know make aggressive plays. I'm gonna continue to be aggressive, but it's just a matter of you know slowing down, being able to make the right plays, right passes, and that's that. What if anything was different with your shots? Because you came out just perfect from three. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just. It's confident taking the taking them. That's it. You know, at the end of the day, I think Andy asked me last night about JC. You know, what he told me he shoots uh, has a bad shooting night. You know, just shoot. That's what I tell myself. You know, continue to shoot. You know, I worked too hard all summer, all all season to not take those shots. You know, I worked to take those shots in those moments and just being able to trust myself and then my teammates and coaches trusting me too. So it makes it easier to go out there and continue to make, to take and make those shots. Obviously, uh Milwaukee missed a few key guys tonight, but you guys defense still seem pretty locked in. What we'll working for you on that after that? Just TV, just being aggressive, you know, being able to play through they hit some they hit some shots. You know, we we game planned well, I think. I think we did a lot of things really well and then they hit shots out of it, you know, and I think that can be typically deflating, you know, when you play really good defense and at the beginning of the game we gave up five off, five offensive rebounds for ten points, something like that, whatever it was. Um, like being able to continue to to push and play through that, be able to fight over screens, even when we mess up having each other's back, you know, because a lot of things we did, we we communicated out of it, even though we didn't do it necessarily the right way. And I think that's that's where we ultimately want to continue to be as a team and do that on a nightly basis. You know, it's not always going to be perfect, but if we continue to have each other's back, you know, we'll be in good shape. You went a long stretch without scoring after the first quarter. Then once they got down to five late in the third, every time they kind of threatened, you seemed to kind of take upon yourself to really that's a pivotal that was a pivotal point in the game you know and i think that's that's really like my job you know to kind of go out there and kind of have that imprint that moment you know because they could have easily went the other way you know real quick and like, i think it was you said five minutes or so you know it, could, it was a toss-up you know they were we was going they was going we were stopping they were stopping so it was a matter of you know who's gonna you know strike and then for us i hit a few shots got some stops jc came in hit a few shots and we were able to get on the road they came back in the fourth and kind of did the same same thing. So being able just to push the lead out, you know, and just kind of put your foot in the gas a little bit more and just feel the game out. That's that's really what it is, just feeling the game out as a whole. And, you know, I think I did that. I think we all did that as, as a group as well on both ends of the floor. To get on those kind of roles gives you confidence to, like, kind of have these moments where you're like, you know, all these seven honest and pick up the time. Um, you know, I, I have confidence going against anybody. You know, that's 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 just me. Um, like I said, I worked so hard that I trust myself in any situation. Um, nights like tonight, I, I feel like I can do this on a daily basis. And I just got to go out to continue to shoot out of this little funk, whatever you want to call it, and continue to work through it. You know, it's nothing nothing crazy. There was a point where I missed like three threes in a row that I normally make. You know, it's just sometimes the ball is not going to go in. You know, but being able to impact the game in, in different ways tonight, it was – you know, being able to do that offensively, you know, through attacking and through finding guys and doing all that. The nice defensively, um, whatever may, whatever it takes. But, you know, for me, that's that's just, you know, every day I feel like I can, you know, I can impact the game in many different ways. There's Donovan Mitchell talking about his confidence down the stretch, and that, that really was a big thing tonight. 28 points, great game for Donovan overall, 10 of 18 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3, 4 of 5 from the line, but it was those two buckets that he, and Coach Snyder talked about it as well, where he went to the the hoop so confidently. Uh, one was against Grayson Allen. I think the other was against George Hill. Did not matter. Donovan finished either way. And just, if he's got that in his back pocket whenever they need it down the stretch, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's really it really is. And I think that, um, you know, the, the key to it is what Donovan said there 
you know, he's put in the work. And the confidence comes from knowing that you're prepared. And as the clock gets short, Donovan's got all of those little tricks in his bag. He can he can get a step back. He can get a little bit of space off a ball screen and affect the game that way. Or he can do like he did tonight and then just bully his way to the rim. And so to be able to have kind of that instant bucket in Donovan and knowing not only is he you know, done it before, but it's what he thrives on, what he works on, and where his confidence is built. Doesn't it remind you of, uh, I mean, that particular move, having the automatic shot, something you can always go to, I mean, it, it reminds you of Carl, or or really all the greats had it, right, that that it comes down the stretch. I mean, think Dirk Nowitzki, you know, final minute, your team needs a bucket, what's he going to? You know, he's going to that that fade that he made so famous, or Tim Duncan with the with the bank. You know, if Donovan Mitchell can go to the hoop that strong against anybody and have that bucket when you need it the most, I mean, good teams have got to have it. And and the other team's really good, too. I mean, the other team can game plan and play D and all that, but if you've got something that they can't stop, even though they know it's coming, that's a huge deal. Yeah, and his, you know, what makes Donovan ultra special is his ability to kind of deliver and take a blow. And on if you go back and watch some of those pivotal plays, he is, you know, using his force off the bounce to get where he wants to. And then once he gets in the air, you know, his ability to, to absorb contact and still be able to finish through that is a real plus. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys, you know, Steph Curry's not built particularly that way. He's got to be more creative. But Donovan has the ability to create, but he has that rugged uh, part of his game, which is really, really helpful, particularly down the stretch. Was this Donovan's best game tonight? No doubt. Yeah, I think so too. No doubt. So far. Yeah. I thought he was in his best rhythm, certainly made more shots, uh, but he, he was just, he was Donovan tonight. He was, he was definitely his best tonight. Still had four turnovers, but uh, compared to six uh, from the other night against the Bulls, I was about to say, felt like he handled the ball really well. I was surprised that turnover number was as high as it was. Well, and one stands out to me, as I mentioned it to you while we were watching the game, it was one of those, Coach Majerus would have called a commission. Um, you know, it was a early pass trying to thread the needle would have been a great pass, great play in transition. To Bogdanovich. To Bogdanovich and just got tipped away. So those are ones you certainly can live with way better than the ones where, you know, where he takes one too many dribbles and gets himself in a crowd and gets it poked away. Even the turnover that Rudy had where I think he threw it into the upper bowl. He was trying to make the right play by hitting the open guy in the corner, right? He just you just got a little loose with it. You know? and, and we chuckled. I'll, I'll share this because it was around the time, that, you know, at least that I remember that my bad kind of became in vogue. Uh, late 90s or mid 90s, um, yeah. the Van Horn years. And uh, so I think it was in practice one day where Keith, you know, made a, ma- a play and said, my bad. And Majera stopped everything. And he said, yeah, yeah, of course it's your bad. You know, who else, whose bad would it be? It's not my bad. You're the one that threw the pass. Um, but he just, he instantly said, hey, we're not going to be the type that just point to ourselves. We're going to internalize our mistakes, and you're not going to get off on just a my bad. Because Rudy did hit it with the my he bad. He got a my bad. I yeah, mean, he, but he did throw it. I, I mean, honestly, I was hoping nobody was concussed 10 rows up because there's no way they were looking for the ball. And he rifled it. Oh, he I mean, rifled he that thing. let it go. You yeah. know? I mean, the corner was open. It was Pascal in the corner. It was the right play. It was the right play, but... Got a little loose on him. Yeah, it just... He's like a quarterback. He just lost control. But again, one of those commission turnovers. Yeah, you like to see his eyes out and seeing guys. Making a play for somebody else. He just uh, threw a bit of an errand pass. Rudy tonight uh, had nine points. He did have 13 rebounds. Four block shots for Rudy. uh, One steal, two assists, and did have two turnovers. Rudy had uh, one personal foul tonight. In fact, the Jazz had 10 total personal fouls all night long. That's You and I were talking about, boy, this game is clipping along pretty good from a time standpoint. Well, that helps when there's only 10 fouls called on one team and uh, the Bucks only go to the line six times, which, which that stat continues to blow me away. Which major improvement from last night, too. The Jazz fouled way too much last night and um, did a better job tonight of being there but not, not fouling and making the Bucks take tough shots. All right, let's go back to Milwaukee. Let's now hear from Jordan Clarkson. I guess I'll start with the obvious. Do you have any words to say about your streaming or um nope. Shit, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> start another one. Uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> so nope. Don't move forward. 
you've had a few games in a row where the ball hasn't been going in as much as it normally does. Is there anything going on? Just one of those stretches where the ball didn't go in? Um, no, nah, it's just a, a stretch that happens. What's five? Game five, right? Game six for us. Game six. Game six. Oh, yeah. Tell them 70 plus more. It's going to happen. Just kind of happy. It's kind of happening early right now. Uh, just got to keep continuing taking my shots, staying it. Uh, I think I'm getting good shots. Uh, just like Chicago game, a lot of them rolling out. Uh, back rim. You know, it just, just happens. I think I went uh, kind of through something similar uh, last year uh, during the season. Uh, but I think I'm not even really worried about uh, knocking down shots, to be honest with you, and stuff like that. I think uh, a big concentration for me is on the defensive end, uh, trying to bring energy on that side. Um, you know, keep continuing to help us win games. That's all. Just bring energy, good vibes, and, uh, you know, keep continuing to win games. They're gonna, shots are going to fall. We're going to make shots. We're going to rebound. We're going to defend. You know, it's going to happen. It seemed like you guys took a while to figure out how to adjust to, to the blitzing and the aggressive traps. And um, once you did, and you got some one-on-one situations, started getting inside the arc. What was the, what were the reads there for you? Uh, just kind of taking advantage of uh, you know the defense, uh, just getting in the paint, uh, you know, trying to make other plays. I know when I get in the paint, most of the time I draw a bunch of defenders, so. I'm able to make other plays, but um, in that third and the fourth quarter, uh, I got in there and was able to finish and, uh, you know, score in the, in the paint. So uh, I just looked at that, and, uh, kept continuing to go, uh, kept being aggressive, and uh, kept trying to finish at the rim. And that's what it, what it ended up being. Quinlan asked about your defense, but particularly in the fourth quarter when you had a couple plays that really kind of helped stretch the lead out a little bit. He said that. You've got to care back to care more about winning than about scoring. What was, what was worth for you on the defensive end, especially uh, late? A lot of it is just uh, Zita Steele, uh, you know, had on Giannis and then the other plays. Let's just film, really, like you said, Coach, you know, Karen. I think that since Vegas, uh, we kind of talked about that, uh, you know, Clipper series uh, throughout the whole playoffs, throughout the whole year. Um, like I said, we ain't playing for right now. I think a lot of our focus is on uh, down the line and, uh, you know, how we can break the wall and, you know, take the next step forward as a team. I feel like us guarding defensively as guards, keeping our guys in front of us individually, keeping guys out the paint, is going to be a big key for us uh, to win uh, later on down the year. And uh, shoot, right now, to be honest with you too, but we just building those habits with these early games. And, um, you know, we focus on that now. It just becomes uh, our identity and, you know, what, uh, what we hold our accountable, uh, ourselves accountable to. You're a guy who's known for going on some scoring things. What's it like watching Don, like, having some of the moments like he had tonight where, you know, they come within five and then he's just, like, going on there and score, like, 10 in a row or what? Um, <clears throat> it's great. I think it's a uh, super dope. Uh, I think we we have a, um, a bunch of guys that you know can you know have that that certain ability to do that, but he does it at such a high level, able to do that every game. That's what makes him an all star, all NBA player. Um, you know, like I said last year, I think he was in the con- he should have been in the conversation for like MVP almost. So uh, he's gonna keep continuing uh, to lead this team, keep doing what he's doing, and. Uh, you know, it's just great to see him uh, knock down shots and, and really lead this team. There you go, Jordan Clarkson. Jordan tonight coming in off the bench, 15 points, 6 of 17, shooting 0 of 7 from 3. And, of course, 99 consecutive games with a three-pointer made. The fourth longest streak in NBA history comes to an end tonight. And Jordan answered the question in great Jordan Clarkson fashion. He said, well, it's over. Time to start a new one. That's it. And he actually said, that's it. <laughs> I love chuckle. that. Oh, it's hilarious. He's so great. He really is. He's 
uh, the Jazzera team talked chock full of great interviews, and he is my favorite. Yeah, and I love that he's not, you know, it's it's a streak that has happened because he's a great shooter, but all great shooters go through slump, and it's bound to happen. Um, most important thing is his mindset is still the same, and that's he's going to go out and shoot again. And uh, and that's what the team wants. That's, that's what, what his team, coach wants. And, and and honestly, is what the team needs. Yep. Right? We we know what he's brought off the bench for this Jazz team. Instant offense. And as you pointed out, he found a number of different ways to affect the uh, the game tonight. Even if uh, high shooting uh, efficiency wasn't one of them, like you mentioned, uh, go out and cause a couple of turnovers, disrupt. And I thought, you know what? To be honest, I think his defense. I don't know if he's putting a little extra juice in there so far this season, but I thought I think his defense has been pretty good so far. Yeah, that's that's the care factor, yeah, and that's wanting to win. So shots not falling. What can I do? And um, the other thing, he was great tonight driving the ball. He made some really good drives and finishes uh, in tough situations when the Jazz really needed the basket. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Your final, the Jazz win tonight over the Bucks, 107-95. We'll get you more player sound coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz win, 107-95 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, let's see here, Coach. Jazz outscored by the Bucks, but not by much. 44-42. to 42. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you can limit them to 44 points in the paint on a team uh, that uh, has Giannis uh, on it, then you're probably doing all right. That and the six free throws that they gave. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm still, uh, that's, that's still a very, very low number. Build me. that wall, I guess. Build the wall. That's the key. Show your hands and just contest. You'd be okay with the contest. Don't go the extra and, and swat down. So, yeah, that, that's a, it's a huge coaching point, and the Jazz did a great job with it tonight. Got to be a lot easier to do against Milwaukee without Chris Middleton, right? Oh, for sure. And and, and Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those play, both Lopez, those players are all of them are I mean, all stars. Yeah, I mean, that's you know that's you, why they had to win. That's why they yeah. had to win this game tonight because the Bucks full strength are you know one of the best teams in the league. There's you know Giannis is amazing, but he just didn't have the help tonight. Grayson Allen hit a couple of big shots down the stretch, and Grayson uh, thumbed Bogdanovich right in the eye. <laughs> and got yelled at by Jordan Clarkson. Why? why is, everybody just loves hating on so, Grayson Allen. And, and the other one, too, is, you know, Bobby Portis. I mean, there's yeah. stories, right? He, he punched a, a teammate in Chicago. Uh, we chuckle because he's got crazy eyes. You know, he just always looks like he's got on. that look where he's going. And, and when Royce got his play at the rim and then flexed at Bobby, we knew re- retaliation was in the near future. And it didn't take... But a couple minutes, and Portis got a very, very effective moving screen uh, on one Royce O'Neal. So he didn't forget. No. He paid him back. And uh, maybe it was the the bizarre on-court mic that seemed to pick up a lot on the television broadcast, but it seemed like the jazz players were yelling at people a lot. They caught... Uh, uh, they caught uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell yelling at uh, what Leon, Leon Rose or oh, Leon Wood, and uh, and uh, caught Jordan Clarkson yelling at Grayson Allen, and uh, yeah, the Royce flex on Bobby Portis was something. Royce, there there must have been some gamesmanship there, because I mean, not that Royce isn't an emotional player, I suppose, but it, it seemed like I don't know if we've seen Royce flex on folks that much, yeah. like right in his face. And look, I got no issue with a flex, but don't flex on Bobby. Just don't do it just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like good business to me no because no. i think bobby will get it in the end flex on grayson don't flex you can see bobby. it in a guy's eyes and i'm going to tell you bobby will get you back that's yeah. the read i get jordan clarkson yelling at grayson with something too 
And poor Bogdanovich, I mean, I'm sure he's still seeing double because Grayson got him in the eye badly. I, I mean, it really bad. is. He didn't get finger. He got a finger in the eye. He got a thumb. He got thumbed. So he thumbed. He thumbed him. <laughs> hey, the the Bucks wanted it. You know, the the Bucks got some some scrappy performances. I mean, Justin Robinson, I thought, spent some really good uh, minutes on Donovan Mitchell, and uh, and played some really good defense out there. We a hokey. A hokey. A hokey. Uh, we mentioned Bobby Portis, who played well. He had 15 points, 6 of 15 shooting, 5 boards. Uh, was certainly active out there. So, I mean, you know, Rodney Hood, unfortunately, had to leave the game after just 11 minutes. But uh, the Bucks were shorthanded. But I thought I thought Portis and Robinson actually gave them something, taking advantage of an opportunity of maybe getting a little extra minutes. And we can, just like when Conley doesn't play, right, That that's what the Bucks are thinking. Hey, we're pretty good when – our guys play, and we can get this type of contribution from a guy like Bobby Portis and Robinson. Well, they'll need it if they're going to miss, you know, three out of their four best players. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I concur. Including, including two other All-Stars. I, I don't know. Has Drew Holiday made the All-Star team recently? I'm still calling him an All-Star. Might as well be. He's a world champ. Let's yeah, put it that a way. world champ, no doubt. Chris Middleton, a multi-time All-Star, great player. And, uh, it, yeah, I mean – no team can be missing players like that caliber and, and really be the same team, even with Giannis. So that's that's tough. But I, th- I thought those guys at least came off and took advantage and, and gave energy. But it was going to be an uphill battle from for the Bucks from the start. One of the, you know, the things, you don't qualify wins. They went to, they only have to go there once a year. And they went there and they got a dub. So now everybody else in the league there, you know, that doesn't get a win there, they're going to have a leg up. And that's just kind of the way you look at it. Let's get some more player sound. Let's go back to Milwaukee. Let's now hear from Rudy Gobert. I'm just trying to be like this guy. You know, I think uh, facing somebody like Giannis, facing a team like that, uh, you know, you know that you have to communicate, you have to be locked in. And, uh, and, uh, and we did. You know, we did. They, have, they had too many offensive rebounds in the first half, but uh, we did a much better job in the second half. And, uh, you know, What's, what's the biggest takeaway? If there is one singular takeaway that you that you can take away from the the start that you guys have had to see, I mean, we just want to keep getting better. You know, we know that at the end of the day, it's going to be about the playoffs, and uh, we know that you know we need in a regular season. Uh, you know, with all style basketball, it's, it's going to happen, but. Uh, uh, is that going to translate to playoffs? And, and that's why we try to use all the situations to, uh, to get better, try to get better, try to play the right way, try to use our strength, and uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the season, enjoy the journey, and use every night to get better. What's the what do you attribute kind of the, the improvement offensively between you know what you guys? How you guys played last night against Chicago and, and how you played tonight? Um, I mean, we played two different teams. Those guys were really good team. We picking up Chicago was a little more uh, aggressive on the ball, one on one, and you know, and, uh, each other split us up. So we, both games were different, but uh, I think defensively we did a better job tonight too, and. Uh, when we when we lock in defensively, uh, all five of us will lock in defensively. It's a, uh, it's a different game. We can feed on that. We call a a few baskets of tradition because of defense. When he said before the game that he felt like the new kind of emphasis, the, the new point of emphasis, always that they're focusing on, you know, in terms of like cutting out like the flopping and the the switching to ball, that kind of led to the unintended consequence of like. Defenders being able to be more physical and just push guys out of the way a little more than they should be. Have you kind of noticed that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I like that. I think, uh, uh, I think you know, the game uh, needed that. You know, we had kids uh, 12 years old uh, working on how to draw fouls, like, how to for fouls. I think it's great for the game of basketball. So, um, you know, I think there's a middle ground between uh, being able to punch somebody in the face while you're swimming and getting away and uh, 
the night. The guy had literally not even tried his phone, he just tried to get the car. So it's, uh, I think it was necessary. And uh, you know what? It's just like everything, it's, it's an adjustment. And uh, you know, yeah, I, I like it. Rudy Gobert, his comments right there, Rudy, tonight, uh, Coach. Nine points, 13 rebounds, two assists, uh, had a steal, and four, count them, four block shots. Another, you know, maybe the points and rebounds aren't as dominating as we've seen so far, but I still thought Rudy had a really nice game tonight. He had a huge impact on the game. Um, and it's interesting just watching his effort last night and, and tonight. I and mean, back-to-backs have to affect him, too. Um, and he probably was not as active on the glass as he's been. Uh, but I, you can credit Milwaukee, too, for doing a good job of, of knowing where he was and being physical with him. But um, I love Rudy. I love he talked there about, again, about five guys being locked in defensively makes all the difference in the world. And um, the Jazz were definitely on point tonight defensively, executed the game plan to perfection. I don't know why I've got my eye on this, you know, communication. Uh, during the preseason, we heard a lot of Rudy comment on Donovan and Donovan comment, comment on Rudy, and I thought it was kind of an interesting dynamic. And there was one possession tonight, I'm trying to remember, I think it was in the third quarter. There were multiple switches on the play, and Donovan and Rudy ended up kind of switching on the same guy, and one of them was in no man's land. And you know, I don't want to blame who switched wrongly or whatever, but something obviously went wrong. There was a foul, and then immediately Donovan and Rudy, and they showed it on the TV. They did a nice job. You could see them discussing and dissecting. And, you know, I think Rudy really is the captain of the defense, and he's not afraid to share his opinion. And when something doesn't go according to plan, you know, put your heads together, figure out what it was, and and get back at it in the next play. I think that's that's really healthy. And, of course, I'm totally reading into stuff. But I think it's interesting. I really do. Yeah, it's a, it's a real skill. It's an art from a, a culture standpoint to be able to get communication to be um, non-emotional and, and honest because I, I think human nature is no matter what, you know, it's the other guy's fault. And to be able to be mature enough to be able to talk through things. Um, you know, we saw Joe Ingles be able to go up Rudy last night and tell him to finish strong. And so th- there is a level of honesty through the communication that we hear and then what we see, you know, that validates it. It is sure. so much easier just to blame someone else. No, it is, though, right? I mean, I mean it, it just is. It's like, oh, no, you know. And, and I've even had guys that will, you'll, you'll call them on something, they'll agree to, yeah, yeah, and then walk away and be like, yeah. there's, you know. Yeah, right. You know, so it really is a skill to be able to receive criticism uh, or, or critique and validate it, trust it, and, and then communicate through it. Got to be a healthy, a healthy thing for a team that's not easy to come by by all teams. I'm guessing. No, it's uh, it's one of the harder things I think, and it's it's something that a team that can that can honestly communicate together is going to have a leg up because, you know, you get in the guts of a game and you can fix it because you can trust that hey, this is what we do all the time. We're not guys aren't just freaking out and now communicating because we're in a tough situation. We do this all the way through. That's got to be a tone that Donovan and Rudy set to. And Mike Conley, I don't mean to, to leave him out of the convo or whatever, but the leadership on the team has got to set that standard, right? I mean, it comes back to the Tim Duncan thing where if if Pop can coach Tim Duncan hard, then he he's able to coach everybody on the team hard. You know, if Rudy and Donovan are able to accept criticism and communicate, I mean, it's got to set a tone for the rest of the team, right? Yeah, there there is zero doubt about that. I think that, um, you know, the, the great teams – you know, they go through ups and downs together, uh, but as long as it can be constructive and there's there's always uh, an ideal that the coaches put out in front of them, hey, this is this is what we're after, this is what we're looking for, and then we talk about that phrase buy-in, you get that from the leadership, and then every, it kind of funnels down through the team. All right, uh, post-game, <clears throat> excuse me, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz back to their winning ways with a win over the Bucks tonight. 107-95 will get you to play the game, as well as Coach Lacombe's final thoughts coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Portis bumping back to go, Neil. Round ball robbery. Here comes the Royce on the run. Big steps to the rack. Left hand finish at the cup. Oh boy. Royce O'Neal flexing back the other way and should be. What a defensive night he's having. And he rips one from Portis. Takes it coast to coast. And the Jazz are up 13. Timeout, Mike Puddenholzer. 
and that's defense. Wow. Wow, indeed. David, David Locke right there with the play of the game. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight over the Milwaukee Bucks, 107-95. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Uh, you can read stories and share at markmillersubaru.com. If you're just joining us, uh, the Jazz got a great night from Donovan Mitchell, 28 points, four boards, two assists, two steals, did it on 10 of 18, shooting four of nine from three, four of five from the line. And, uh, Coach, we were talking earlier, uh, Donovan's best game thus far. Yeah, just all the way around. He's had good floor games, and we've talked about his defense. Um, struggled to shoot it a little bit, but, you know, tonight it all kind of came together for him. and. And it was just so nice in the fourth quarter, that familiar uh, situation where the Jazz really need a couple buckets to hold the other team off. And they call in the righty. And, you know, Donovan becomes that closer role, comes in and and makes plays to help him win. Mike Conley did not play against the Bulls. He was back in the lineup tonight, Coach. And I thought Mike played great. Um, In 30 minutes, 6 of 11 shooting, uh, 6 of 11 shooting, 20 points. Three assists, uh, or three rebounds, excuse me, and uh, and two assists. And, you know... The, the offense just works better when Mike's in the game. We talked about it a little bit last night. It just it just does. He's that good. He set a tone, too. He made shots early. You know, it's so important on the road, uh, especially coming off a night that was disappointing. You want to get that out of your head. Uh, and so you need guys to kind of go lead out. And Mike made some of those early threes uh, that got the Jazz feeling good. Um, certainly started the game great shooting from the perimeter. And Mike is a big reason why not only him shooting it, but finding guys in spots, you know, and getting them uh, the ball. And then Jordan Clarkson had a historic streak come to an end. He had made a three-point uh, bucket in 99 consecutive games. He did not get to 100. He was 0 of 7 tonight from three, 6 of 17 from the field, but did have 15 points and found a variety of ways to affect the game. Two steals tonight for Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, um, you know, again, his energy, whether he makes shots or, or doesn't make shots, you know, like Quinn said tonight, he, he cares and he wants to win. And you see that in his energy, his hustle. It certainly would have been easy for him 0 for 7 to hang his head and be disappointed and not make those extra energy plays. But those were the plays that won the game tonight. Um, it was execution of the defensive game plan and then those hustle plays that the Jazz created. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, good despite that streak coming to an end. And then Boyan Bogdanovich had 14 um, unspectacular shooting the ball, three of nine, one of five from three, but uh, seven of seven from the line uh, was able to. I like Bogdanovich even when it, the stroke's not going. He still is trying to find a way to get to the basket. It's kind of it reminds me of last year when he was trying to pull out of his slump. You know, start from the inside and work out, and still find a way to leave an impact on the game. Yeah, his he just does so many positive things that throughout the course of a game to help the team win. Um, you know the. It's crazy that we, we can talk for a segment or two and not even bring him up or, yeah. or like Joe or sometimes even Mike Conley. It just speaks to the, the level of depth this team has. But Bojan's a huge part. His ability to um, get to the line. I mean, he's a guy like Donovan that can get to the line and, and create contact. And then you can put him in spots where he's spacing and shooting it or making plays off the bounce or posting up. You know, just lots of different things you can do with him. And then for the Bucks tonight, I mean, Giannis is Giannis. He had 25 points, which is actually under his season average. He took 11 threes tonight, Giannis. Three of 11, 10 of 20 uh, from the field, seven boards, six assists, two steals, two block shots. But the thing is, he only went to the line two times, and the Bucks only went to the line six times as a team. I think that's, I mean, we keep coming back to that, but that is amazing that a player like Giannis, would you say he averages 10 free 10 throws a game, a game. Yep. to hold him to two? Got to give tons of credit to Royce O'Neal in particular for the way he played defense tonight. Yeah, and the scouting report from the coaches, I saw, you know, the way they guarded Giannis on the perimeter. They weren't going to give him a ton of attention, allow him to drive around them. You know, they did a nice job of what I would say fake and retreat. They would they would be up and then retreat ready to play his drive. And if he did decide to shoot, which he ended up doing 11 times from three, which is in my mind a win for the Jazz because it's those shots instead of, him getting into your guts or getting to the line. So, you know, the Jazz did a nice job of kind of making him think the shot was there and then get up and and contest the shot nicely. All right, Coach, let's get some uh, final thoughts uh, from you on this one as we turn the page. Got the Kings in this building coming up on Tuesday night, second time 
we're going to get to see the Kings this year, but what are you taking away from this one? I just think the resiliency of the team was evident tonight. I think that's a huge, the, the idea of bouncing back from disappointment, I think that's a huge thing. 82 games, you're going to have really exciting nights that are, are great. You're going to have mundane nights, and you're going to have tough nights. And last night was a tough one, and I think the Jazz know they left that game a little bit on the table. But you look through six games, um, you know, the Jazz are functioning well. I think they're playing the way that, that Coach Snyder want, and the staff want them to play. Um, you know, outside of last night, they've moved the ball, and, um, you know, I think guys are starting to, to settle into the minutes and the roles that they're, they're in. Still have Rudy Gay when he's ready to to integrate into the lineup, which will be interesting. But I think it's a um, it's a nice problem to have because we've talked about it time and time again. The depth and the flexibility of this team um, is really the story through six games and um, exciting week ahead. A Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday again, starting Tuesday with Sacramento here in in, in the building. Want to say thanks to David and Ron doing a nice job calling the game tonight. Uh, as usual, thanks to the broadcast assistants who worked with us. Thanks to Jeff, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, thanks to the title sponsor of the post-game show. That is Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Sooner Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com um, <clears throat> today. Coach Lacombe, always a pleasure. Good to see you. Happy Halloween, buddy. Happy Halloween. Be safe going home with all of the ghosts yes. and said goblins. Take it easy out there. And uh, happy Halloween to everybody for listening. Our next broadcast, as Coach mentioned, Tuesday night. Sacramento Kings will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.